Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. You know, this morning is um, just a little bit different. Um, you know, typically, we got a pretty clear flow of what we got going on in service, and and today, as we as we kind of continue to connect with Christ on on some issues, some core thoughts, we wanted to kind of just change up the flow a little bit. And so, this morning, normally, I would I would spend a a little bit of time here preparing, you know, uh, uh, preaching a sermon or a message or something for us to to connect with and chew on for for the week, but today we're just going to do a little bit, something a little bit different. And so for all of you that had a plan for what church was going to look like this morning and, and you feel some tension with, like me telling you it's going to be different, then I'm happy about that because I don't want you to get comfortable with what's going on with church. Church isn't about being comfortable, right? Church is about letting Christ change us, Amen. And so this morning we're continuing on in a series that we started just a few weeks ago called Core. And we've been going through like, you know, in spite of whatever denomination we might have come from, you know, we got some people that were, they grew up in a Pentecostal church, we got some people that grew up in the Catholic church, we got some people that didn't grow up in church at all. What, what, whatever Whatever the, the, your past has been with church, I think when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to us being a follower of Christ, there's some, there's some core things that we've got to connect with, some core things that we've got we've to grow our relationship with Christ on. And so over the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about these, these core things. And my hope is that if we can get like the core of, of our faith down, the core of what we believe, if that part is strong from from the start, man, it just gives us a fantastic ability to grow beyond that. Because I don't know if you know this, but like part of your relationship with Christ and, and having a relationship is not about like uh, reaching a place where reaching a destination. It's not about like, hey, you've punched your ticket now. Now you've got your Christian ID card and you're in. That's not what that's not what Christianity is about. Christianity is about following. It's about it's about the journey. It's about growing. And so um, as a church, I want us to grow spiritually. I want myself to grow spiritually. I want you to grow. And so uh, from this week, the past couple weeks, and the weeks to come, we're going to continue to talk about these core things um, and, uh, and help us continue to grow stronger even from the start of our faith. With that, I want to connect real quick with the people that are uh, church people that are online. I know we got a lot of people at home right now uh, that are watching. Uh, we've got people out of state. Man, I looked the other day. TJ told me that we've got like some like thirty or something, forty percent of our online audience is actually even outside of the country. I know we've got some uh, Canadian uh, friends that come down in the winter time. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and being a part of church. Uh, online. If you missed any of the parts of the series that we were, we've been going through on CORE, you can actually check them out online uh, or on our website. The first week we talked about uh, putting God first in everything. It's, it's this foundational thing that, that ultimately when it comes to our faith is more about a relationship than it is about religious things. 
It's not about hitting, hitting a rhythm. It's about connecting in a relationship with God and putting him first. Last week, we talked about the importance of community and connection when it comes to us being followers of Christ. It's something that we see that God uh, shows us an example with, with the Holy Trinity. It's something we see Jesus, when he starts his ministry, shows us an example with and continuing to do life with, with the 12 that were around him. Community is important. We're supposed to love God with all. We're supposed to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And Jesus said both of those are, are equal to one another. They're the foundation of our faith. Today, I want to take the next step, and I want to talk about worship. Now, worship today is, in, in today's day, and even how we've done worship uh, in, in church this morning, is, is a little bit different than maybe what church looked like back in Jesus' time. Like in Jesus' time, they didn't have lights. They didn't have a killer drummer. Maybe, maybe they did. I don't know. You know. Maybe one of the guys was a killer drummer, but... They didn't have a David who just wrecks it on the drums or a TJ that does face-melting guitar solos, right? Like, those things are cool. Like, I, I, I enjoy, how many of you guys like electric guitars in worship? There's nothing wrong with that, right? Back in the day, there might, they didn't necessarily have that. Worship maybe looked a little, bit, a little bit different. And even over the course of, like, the church, not even our church, but the church, what we've used the word worship to describe has, has evolved and changed along the way. It, it definitely, for the most part, has a very musical theme to it, right? If we were to talk to anybody about church about like, well, what's, what's the worship like at that church? Or, 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 or what's, what's it like to worship? You know, every, a lot of us would use the word music to describe that. I don't think it's limited to that, but I think primarily we have adopted this term of worship being musical. I think there's a number of reasons that, that we do this. One of them is because I think music is, is a very powerful tool. It, it, it communicates more than what just words could. Case in point, uh, anyone here, you might not have done this with your spouse or the person you're dating right now, but anyone ever give their significant other a mixtape before? You raise your hand, be honest, it's all right, a couple people have. Some, some of you, if you're cool, it might have been a mixed CD. Kids nowadays, Grace, you're, you're in your 20s or something. Do you, send, you don't send mixtapes anymore, do you? What about playlists? Playlists, that's like the new thing, right? You send out playlists. Baby, I'm going to send you a playlist later on today. Don't you even think. Now, Erica did not, she didn't get the chance to meet me when we were in high school together. It was probably a good thing because I don't know if she would have dated me after she saw me in high school. That was, that was a rough time. You know how like most people have like the awkward middle school phase? Well, my awkward middle school phase went into high school all the way up until about my senior year. So, real late bloomer. But I made a mixtape. I, I didn't have a CD player, so I made a mixtape. And one, don't even think that one of the songs on the mixtape wasn't that song. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I'd miss you, babe. And I, oh, you guys all know it, right? Bring, hit you right here. You know what? What was, I don't even know what that was. Aerosmith, Armageddon. Oh, my gosh. It's a theme, theme song to my life. Um, but we all, we all connect with that because music, music communicates more. It connects more than just than just what words will. 
There's something powerful when it comes to, to the sound that we project. We, we see this not, not, not even in just our own example, in our own life, in our own experiences. We also see it in the Bible, right? We see in the story of Joshua, God tells Joshua, hey, I want you to march around Jericho, and on the seventh day, at the seventh time, I want everyone to yell, and I'm going to give you over the city. And it says that the walls came crumbling down. We see in the Old Testament, there's an entire book of the Bible in Psalms that's just communicated through song. We understand back then that, and even now, that that song and worship, this word that we use to describe worship, is, is a very powerful tool. This past week as I was reading through the book of Mark, I came out upon this, the, the story of them taking communion together, much like we did uh, just a few minutes ago. And there was a part in the story that, that I didn't remember seeing before that I think communicates well for, for this idea, this concept that we're supposed to come behind and, and worshiping one with one another says this in chapter 14, verse 22. It says, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. And then he broke it into pieces, and he gave it to the disciples, saying, take it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine, and he gave thanks for it, and he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice for many. I tell you the truth, I will not drink this wine again until the day I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And then the next part was the part that I hadn't recognized before. It says, then, then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. You know, one of the things that I, I love that we do here at Coastline is, is our groups. Man, we've, we, really see, we see people grow more in groups than they do in, in, uh, in the rows or here on a Sunday for sure. But I've yet to see one of our groups like just bust out into to singing hymns or singing songs a cappella. Ha- haven't seen it happen yet. But here we see Jesus and one of the last things that they do together, his, his group, I always thought it was they come together and they take communion and they go to the Mount of Olives and pray. But here it says that they, they stopped for some reason, and, and they sang a hymn together. I was like, well, that's, that's a pretty cool coincidence. And as I look on in the book of Luke, it, after Jesus went to, comes to the cross and after he reveals himself and, 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 and comes back from the grave, as he reveals himself before he goes to heaven in, in, in his time of ascension, something happens here. Luke 24, verse 50, says, Then Jesus led them to Bethany, Lifting his hands to heaven, he blessed them. When he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. So they worshiped him and then returned to Jerusalem filled with great joy. How many of you guys feel joy when you worship? A couple people, I feel it. It says, and then they spent all their time in the temple praising God. They see Jesus go to heaven, and what do they do? It's time to get our worship on. I think, I think worship, when we worship, it's powerful and helpful in our relationship to Jesus for a couple of ways. One is it communicates the worth that we have for him, where, where, we, where we view him. 
You know, a lot of people, they see, like, how people worship and, and stuff, and they think, man, that person is just, I could never do that. That is, that person's raising their hands. I'm pretty sure that lady just skipped a couple times while she worshiped. You know, Kayla let a, let a shoe fly the other day or whatever. That's just, that's just wasting energy, man. I don't, I don't understand that. But to those people, they don't see any of that as a waste. They see it as worthy because they know what Jesus has done for them. They, they know what's happened. There's joy in their heart, and it's, it's coming out in this connection that they have with God in worship because they've seen God show up time and time again. I think, I think that worship communicates more for us and allows an opportunity for God to even communicate to us more than lots of other things. I, I started to have this thought this past week as I was, I actually watched this video and it was, um, it was a pretty unique story of um, a father and a son. Specifically, uh, the guy's name is Army Staff Sergeant Rob Sisterino. And uh, Staff Sergeant Sisterino um, got deployed a couple years ago and uh, as part of the Army, and many of you guys know that when you get deployed, you don't know, you don't know when you're coming back. So Rob leaves and leaves his family home, and as, as all of us would be, his wife's worried, and his kids are worried, and his young son is worried. And he doesn't know when dad, he doesn't know when dad's going to come home. He doesn't know if dad is going to come home. And I can't help but think of like how, how much tension there must be with that. I want you guys to watch this video and then we'll continue talking about this. Keep your gloves up, Chef. Keep your hands up. <laughs> Come on, Chef. Come on. Is that what you got? Daddy? You know, there's something about how we hear things and, and the way we say things that communicates more through worship than it does through words. That boy, as, he's, as his eyes were closed and as he was going through the task in his life that was put before him, as he's working through what he's learned for a moment, hears the Father's voice. 
You know, I, I think sometimes when, when we get into worship, it gives us an opportunity to put on blinders to what's going on in the rest of the world. The stress and the worry of life that we have allows us to kind of tune that out just a little bit and focus our heart and our mind on just what's in front of us. And in that moment, I think many times God uses the Holy Spirit to communicate something to us. And for, for, for many of us that, are, that stand and raise our hands and we clap and we sing and we, 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 raise, we raise a ruckus is because at some point we understand that God has communicated something to us. God, the Father has changed us, has, has started to adjust us. And in that moment can even give us little, little helpful hints of, Brian, keep, keep your gloves up. Brian, Brian there's, let me help you with some adjustment in your life so you can, you can defend against what's, what's happening. I think many times we view worship and how we sing songs and connect and we think, it's just a one-way street, but many times I think the Holy Spirit uses that time to connect and change us, if, you, if you'll let him. Many of us, we, we connect and we feel very strongly when, when we hear the Father say, Chip, keep your, keep your gloves up. That's, that's the part that like is, is very moving. But as a father... I understand that even if we didn't see it, there was a moving aspect when that little boy calls out and says, Daddy, you stop it right now. You're going to make me cry. I, I, I know it's moving because I've, I've heard of my own self. I've... I've I've had the tough days and came in and sat down on the couch and, and Ben crawls up in my lap and says, Daddy, I love you, and kisses me on the cheek. And, and that takes everything else away. The worst thing in my life could have happened, but my son coming up and spending time and loving on me just changes it all. I think the same thing happens when you spend time worshiping your heavenly father. I think there's a there's something that happens and changes where God's like, you know, I don't, son, I love you too. Son, I want to spend more time with you. That, that's, this time of worship that we do, it's, it's continuing to build a closer, connected relationship with our heavenly father. And so this morning, rather than me continue to preach and try to tell you like why or how we should worship, I want to I give you an opportunity to, to just do it, man. I'm not the kind of guy that learns well from someone telling me. I learn well from, from applying it. And so the band's going to come up, and we're going to sing a couple more songs. I want to challenge you to let go and tune out maybe put on blinders to whatever else is happening the people around you what happened this past week what you got going on this next week some of you are thinking Brian you just said all these things now that's all I'm going to think about it'll change 
if you'll focus your heart and your mind and your words and your singing on Christ Almighty. And so with everybody, I want to ask you to stand up all across this place. And during this time, I want to give you the freedom to close your eyes and tune out the people around you. For some of you, you might want to lift up your hands and surrender. That's all it says. If you see someone raising their hands up, they're not doing something weird and churchy. That's just the international sign for surrender. You're saying, I'm, I'm giving up to whatever you want. You think of a, my son, when he comes up and he wants a hug, he's like this. So I want to challenge you to connect through worship. Heavenly Father, I thank you for being the good, good Father that you are, for continuing to provide for us and protect us and teach us and train us. I thank you for being the, the good Father that wants to continue to have a relationship closer and closer with us. So God, I pray that in these next few moments that we would be able to tune out everything and we would be able to focus on you and you alone, on the words that we sing, on, on surrendering ourselves to you. God, I pray that you would hear these sounds of your children crying out and I pray that you would, I hope that, I know that you will enjoy it. We do this for you. We love you so much. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.